Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from the lands of the Gadigal people. This is ABC News Daily. Australia's been hit by a number of large hacking scandals this year, with millions of Optus and Medibank customers having their data stolen. But did you know children could be just as vulnerable? While young kids are playing on tablets and smartphones, in the background, millions of pieces of their personal data are being collected. Today, the ABC's national education and parenting reporter, Connor Duffy, on how tech companies are building complex profiles that could follow our children throughout their lives. Connor, I want you to, I think, first give us a sense of how common it is for kids, and this is quite young kids, under 13, to be using apps on phones and tablets. If you've seen, you know, little kids with phones or devices, it's almost like, you know, they're part of their bodies now and you see them start swiping from such a young age. And, you know, it's a really easy way for parents to just get kids to tune out. There's, you know, games that have physical activity in them, like, you know, dancing or sports or games that are relatively educational. And, They've become a great tool for parents, particularly if they're away from home and, you know, they know that they can relatively safely funnel the kids' energy into the phone. So there's gaming, education and all sorts of other kind of apps. Many of them don't actually sound that bad. So who's worried? So an organisation called Children and Media Australia, which traditionally policed broadcast media, has become increasingly concerned about, you know, these apps as children have moved away from just watching TV and our world's changed. And they engaged a leading US expert called Serge Eggleman from the University of California, Berkeley. And he came to Australia to test these apps on an Android phone. And they tested about 186 of, you know, the most popular apps. We look at you know, what data is accessed and where it goes. And so consistent with the prior findings, there's a ton of um, advertising that, that that's happening. Of those apps, almost 60% or just over 100 were found to be transmitting kids' data in problematic ways. And that ranged from, you know, very risky behaviour that's really shirking the law through to what's fairly routine, but which might not be, you know, really readily apparent to parents and could have very serious implications for kids. This is, you know, targeted advertising in many cases where the phone sends to various third parties information about the user, um, including identifiers, so that that, you know, user can be identified on as they play different apps or visit different websites. Um, And then, you know, in that manner, these different third parties build up you know, profiles of the the user's interests so that they can, you know, be served more targeted ads in the future. And this data can also be used for lots of other purposes too, many of which, you know, probably haven't even been invented yet. We spoke to a mum, Yvonne, who, you know, loves gaming for those reasons we talked about before, distracting her two teenage girls and... She had no idea that this sort of stuff could be going on and was pretty concerned about it. Look, it's something that I have never thought about. I've just assumed it's a gaming app for kids, it will be safe. But just hearing that, that's quite concerning as a parent. These games are sharing data about our kids. I'm very concerned. 
What are some of the more concerning apps? So look, two apps that we've really looked at a lot are Star Wars Pinball 7 and Dr. Panda's Swimming Pool. <laughs> Despite the benign names, these are, you know, apps that have been downloaded 100 million times and, you know, are targeted at children under five. Star Wars Pinball 7 is headquartered in Hungary and Dr. Panda's Swimming Pool is headquartered in China. We couldn't get any information or response from them at all about what they're doing with this information, but their games were detected transmitting children's data insecurely, so in ways that would be vulnerable to hackers. They were also detected using multiple identifiers for a user, so that basically means that a parent can't really opt out of this without a lot of technical work. Interestingly, when we got a bit of the way into the work for this story, we found out that uh, ABC Kids was one of the apps that had been criticised by Serge Engelman. See all your friends in the Kids Ivy app. The ABC was in a different category to the other apps in that it wasn't sharing it with advertisers. It was for its own use. In a statement to us, the ABC said it was just for analytics, but that it has since stopped that practice and has committed to um, delete the data that it had collected from those users. ABC Kids Ivy app. Download it free from your app store. Just give me a better sense of how much data these companies are collecting from looking at the apps that kids are using. It's pretty quickly become an industry that's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's so valuable is that as our lives have migrated online, the amount that companies can glean about us, our interests, who we are, who we talk to, who we like, who we love is huge. And it's now estimated that 72 million pieces of personal data are going to be collected on every child before their 13th birthday. It's really important to stress that this isn't, you know, an area with a lot of regulation or established businesses and companies that have a track record of, say, respecting children's rights. And at the moment in Australia, we effectively need to take these companies' word for it about what they're doing with this information. And it's very difficult to figure out. That figure, 72 million pieces of personal data per child, is extraordinary. I mean, it blows your mind, really. What do they then want to do with that information? You know, how researchers say that it works is that the companies that are receiving this data, usually ad tech companies, sometimes others, create what's called a persistent identifier mm -hmm. and they assign, you know, effectively a tax file number to each child and then, you know, they'll observe everything that's going on on that device, you know, in terms of what they're browsing. It could be photos, contacts, you know, basically everything under the sun. Mm -hmm. And while this information is anonymised, researchers say it's actually pretty easy to um, reverse engineer that and work out the individual too. All right. So there's all this data being collected, but what about the companies that are making use of it? So often these games will have deep in the code, you know, basically a backdoor for Facebook or, mm. you know, another tech giant to be able to access the same information uh, as the games developer. And Serge Engelman, who did this work, believes that there's evidence that, you know, Facebook is creating shadow profiles on these kids before they're even old enough, you know, to have Facebook accounts. We did some work last year that showed that Facebook and Instagram were collecting information on very problematic behaviours in kids. So they were offering to advertisers to sell them access to kids that were interested in tobacco or weight loss. And they've since stopped that after a backlash. But, 
you know, the concern is that kids' behaviour could be shaped by having ads tailored to those difficult behaviours pushed to them. Whereas if you think about 20 years ago, if a kid had those interests, you know, no one might know. That's really concerning. So you're saying that the data's collected, the company then figures out that perhaps a child or a young a young person at least is interested in smoking and then the advertising's targeted at that child. Absolutely. So, you know, this child could be browsing on the internet and, you know, they're all of a sudden, you know, getting cues, pushing them towards very problematic behaviours. And Professor Elizabeth Hensley from the Children and Media Australia says that, you know, kids are much more vulnerable to this sort of thing. Uh, if a platform knows that you're interested in a certain sport and they're advertising equipment or um, opportunities in relation to that sport, that can be a really good thing. But then there might be other things where they know that, that, that you're in a particular emotional state or that you've just had a particular experience that might make you vulnerable to something, then that could be quite troubling. So they're they're building this footprint about children, a particular child. Um, There's millions of pieces of data that they have and they build a profile. And then how long does that last for? How long does that stick around? Well, these researchers believe it could follow them their whole lives. So Mm. that idea of the persistent identifier or the tax file number, these researchers believe it's very easy, you know, later in life um, for these profiles to be picked up again or even reverse engineered to identify individuals. And look, we don't really understand all the implications, but one possible thing that's been floated with me is that down the track when kids are going, say, applying for insurance in the future, that there may be data about things that are very personal to them, which in the past the insurance company wouldn't know, which could lead to, you know, something, an application being knocked back. Mm, Okay. So you've mentioned a few times that parents are worried, but it's really difficult for them to do anything. We also know as parents it's really difficult to stop your kids from using phones and tablets. So what is the solution? What can we do to protect our kids? I think we need regulation from government. Australia's Privacy Act is woefully outdated. It was um, enacted in 1988 and Mm. there's been a review going on about that for at least 18 months. Look, there is a precedent for this legislation. The UK has moved very firmly to stop this practice. California has introduced its own rules. And so really, I think for parents, the the bad news is that until there's pretty firm legislative protections, it's going to be really, really difficult. Connor Duffy is the ABC's national education and parenting reporter. Children Media Australia says it's seeking funding for an annual audit so parents have a better idea about which apps to trust. This episode was produced by Flint Duxfield, Chris Dengate, Stephen Smiley and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer this week is Sydney Pete. I'm Sam Hawley. ABC News Daily will be back again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.